Hello, welcome. This is Work Camp Sunday, 2018. We made it back. No serious injuries, which is great. And we finished all of our work, which is even better. We had excellent weather. Um, normally it's super, super hot. And this week it was in the mid 80s, low to mid 80s for most of the week. We had a couple of hotter days, but overall it was great. Um, we had six sites this year with five crews. So there was one site that had two, one crew that had two sites. So would you like to see some of the work that we accomplished? Great, because I was gonna show it to you even if you didn't wanna see it. All right, site one. So site one is two sites, site 1A and 1B. So Mission Camp, as you know, went a couple weeks before us at the end of June, and they are so awesome that they finished most of the work uh, for our original site one, which was the social service agency on the left. But there was still a few priorities left, but not enough to fill a week. So we decided to also finish some things at site 1B, which Mission Camp also put a huge dent in. So let's look at the befores. Before, you see Angie Harms in one of the pictures at the social service agency. We painted some offices. Angie and Maury weren't able to come to work camp, but they were at mission camp. So I just wanted to include Angie because we love her so much. She was on the scouting trip. And then if you look on the right, you've got the work that we did at Mary Jo's house. There was some drywall and plaster work, uh, priming, painting, and putting on a new screen door. So let's go to the afters. They got all the painting done at the offices. As you see, Shay working really hard over there finishing up the painting, and they got all of the drywalling, painting, and priming done. They were the site that got done early, and then we had to put them other places. Very efficient, and Mary Jo was great. So let's go to site two. Site two was also a site that Mission Camp had done a lot of work on, so we were able to, to come and do more work on this site. Jessie Lance was the leader for this one. She flew up from Texas for work camp, the day we left, wait, the day before we left, right? Something like that, and then she flew home yesterday right after we got back. She's a trooper. So let's look at the befores. This is the laundry room, and there was no insulation. Um, in the wintertime, cold air would get in, and there was a hole to the, you could see the, the sky up here. They also had a plumbing issue that they ran into. I think Mission Camp did some work, and it wasn't their fault or anything, it just, the plumbing thing broke, and it needed to be fixed. The water wasn't working. So we had, came in and fixed that up, and then some flooring issues. So let's look. And they got the plumbing working that was really, really simple, thank God, because sometimes when you do plumbing, you open up a black hole and it's not good. But this was good. They got all the drywall done, all the mudding, and they got the flooring done as well. So site number three, this is the home of Miss Bridget Johnson. She is the eldest of 12 siblings, all Irish, and she's the only one that lives in the States. She's very stubborn, and we love her. This site, if you look at the befores, had a lot of work. Initially, as we thought it was going to be a lot of work. She had some leaking issues. The flower bed in front of her house, um, they had laid a new sidewalk, but we initially thought that they had just put dirt over the old sidewalk and then put in flowers, which doesn't provide any drainage. So we were assuming that we were gonna have to dig everything up, keep the plants alive, do some sledgehammering work, and get it draining. 
Um, there was also the both doors, front and back door, had windows and no deadbolts. So very insecure uh, doors. And then there's no flooring in there because of the leaking issues. It was just a cement slab. So if you look at the afters, this one was pretty dramatic. They put in the new floors, they put in new railings, they put in uh, doors with deadbolts for both the front and the back. They fixed some gutter work on the back. And then it ended up that they didn't have to do anything difficult with the flower bed. They just dug out about a foot of dirt because they had put dirt all the way up to like the foundation. And you shouldn't do that, apparently. So they fixed it, and, and Lisa was very, very happy because she was scared, a little scared at first. That's a big, a big job, and they got it all done. And then site four, this was Eladio and Denzel's site. So this is the home of Rebecca and her daughter Jasmine, and Rebecca's ex-husband thought he was a handyman, and he wasn't. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff to fix in this house. If you look at the befores, the middle picture used to be a stairwell. I mean, it still is a stairwell, but he enclosed it with drywall for really no reason and just left it unfinished. And then the door frame in the master bedroom was just all over the place. We could have been at that house for the rest of the year and had stuff to do, but these were our priorities, and so we did those. Electrical. Electrical issue was huge. That's why Denzel was on that site. And he and his crew were there until 8, 8.30 p.m. on Friday. They were the crew that was out the longest. There was a lot of stuff to do. So the afters, they knocked down that whole wall, installed a railing for safety, put the new door frame in, got the electrical issues figured out, installed a light, fixed some live wire stuff that went nowhere. It was just live wires hanging around. And a ton of drywall. We delivered sheet after sheet of drywall to the site. 10 sheets, well, we, did, we figured it out. Well, you were there. 10 sheets of drywall. All right, site five. This is the party farm. It's been in the party family for nine generations. And when I went to scout this house, Daniel Party, the patriarch of the house, which he's like my age, um, he talks about how the party family is a family of fighters and a family of farmers. When there's a war, they go and fight, and then they come back and they farm. It's a great place. We, um, the kids really loved the site. There were pigs and chickens and geese. There was a dog named Freya who brought us a beaver that she had killed and a cat named Chocolate Bob who ended up coming home with us um, in my car. Not for me, because I'm allergic to cats, but for our dear camper, Adam Moore, who peer pressured me into letting him bring home a cat. His mother did know. It wasn't like we showed up with the cat. He got permission. That would have been horrible on my part. Let's look at the befores. This house is old. It's from the 1870s, and they had a lot of work to be done, plaster-related stuff, drywalling, um, making things a little bit warmer and I guess warmer would be the main one for our warmer, safer dryer. So they thought that they were only gonna have to do a little bit of patching work on that stairwell, but it turned out that they had to knock it all out. So it turned into a little bit bigger job, but they got it done. Let's look at the afters. They got all of the draw drywalling done, priming and painting. They got all the drywalling in that space back in the attic done as well. And we got a cat out of the deal, so what can you say? I'm going to invite our speakers up forward. We have quite a few, and I want them to uh, be able to have time to share you some awesome stories. Okay. 
Uh, before I share my WordCamp story, uh, I was sitting over here wondering, uh, thinking about this being our third service in a row. So I was just wondering, how do you feel? We feel good. Oh, we feel so good. Ah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, my name is Andrew Lance. Uh, this was my 10th work camp. I missed last year, otherwise it would have been 11 in a row. And so I've served five as a camper, um, one as a crew leader, three as a college kid. And this year I got to be the troubleshooter. Uh, it just so happens that troubleshooting runs in my blood. Uh, my grandpa Dayton Hunter is the original troubleshooter when Pastor Patty and Laura started these work camps. And my dad served as a troubleshooter the last couple of years, um, so I fit right in, I think. Um, anyway, as a rookie troubleshooter, um, I got to learn a lot of things, and I needed a little bit of help, so I got to give a couple shout-outs. Um, Alan gave me a hand on my sister's site. He did some plumbing work for her. Um, Denzel, who's not here, did all the electrical work on his site, uh, so I didn't have to touch any of that, so took all that out of my hair. And then the last shout out is to Leon, who had to work with Wade all week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, being a troubleshooter, you kind of get to go to all the sites and kind of dip your hand in all the projects and work with everybody. Uh, me and JoJo built a railing. I hung some drywall with Crew 2, hung some doors with Peyton and Crew 3, um, showed them how to do some flooring. Uh, let's see, didn't make it to the farm too much but that's okay. <laughs> um, our theme this week was God is the guiding light. And as the troubleshooter for all the projects, you kind of feel like you're the guiding light for all these campers, um, teaching them how to use different tools and how to do different things on site. I felt like I was guiding them in the direction to finish their projects. But over the week, uh, kind of hit a good point in the middle of the week on Wednesday, I realized that these campers and the leaders too uh, serve as my guiding light. Um, at Wednesday's chapel, it got a little emotional and I opened up and really became really close with everybody here. And I think of all the campers as my friends, the leaders too, and we're just one big family and had a really successful work camp. And pretty sure we got just about every priority we set going down there. I think we got everything done. Everything looked good. Um, the difference between Monday and Friday in these houses is incredible, and being able to be a troubleshooter and see all the sites, um, the people who are on one crew only get to see their house and then the slideshow or pictures. Um, me and Jenny and the other supply runners and the people who get to go site to site really get to see the big difference between Monday and Friday, and then when you get to Friday, you see the completed projects and you see the satisfaction on the residents' faces and sometimes tears start flowing, but there are tears of joy between us, between the residents, and it's just awesome to make the connection with everybody and we did that in Jackson, Michigan this week, so that's it. It's a tall man. Um, hi, my name is Kaylee Swafford. I was part of Crew One, which was the crew with two residents, and that was a handful. Um, 
we started off the week at Mary Jo's Monday, and we just kind of did our thing. We kind of looked around, saw what we had to do. It wasn't a lot of things to do. But Tuesday and Wednesday, we went to our other uh, residence place, which was the social services area. And I'd say my favorite part of that was seeing the big fat therapy dog. <laughs> and his name was Baxter, and he would just kind of waddle around the building. And he's there to help the workers there because it's a pretty stressful job. So all we had to do there was paint two offices and a family visiting room. And that was really neat. I got to know Dan a lot, and it was really neat because seeing him be, jump into arguably the biggest youth event of the year, it was, it was a lot, I bet. And then there was our other place, which was the 117-year-old house. It was beautiful there. But our resident, Mary Jo, was amazing, and she really, really treated us so well. She would join us for devotions and lunch every day. She would always be bringing us fruits and these snacks that Shay Page could not have, unfortunately. And it was just really awesome to get to know, to know her and her story. Thank you. Good morning, uh, my name is Alan Beeman, uh, and uh, this is my first work camp. Um, I was a crew leader. I've been wanting to do this for 10 years and finally got an opportunity to do it. Um, so the Bible talks about, in many places, being ready, being ready in, in season and out of season, being ready to tell our story whenever we're asked for an answer to give, being ready for whatever God throws at us. And so this year for work camp, 10 years waiting for, to do this, and I was ready. And then I found out the night that we were packing the truck that I was not ready. <laughs> um, the site that we were scheduled to work on, actually the mission camp got most of it done, almost all of it done, and so we had to have two sites. So we got to learn about our second site on the trip there, and then when we got there, we didn't get to actually scout either of our two sites because both of them had scheduling conflicts, so we had no idea what we were getting into until Monday morning when we got there, um, which was a blessing because it taught us how to think on our feet and how to respond to surprises that God might throw at us in our lives. And uh, uh, we had a wonderful experience working on these two sites, and, and then... God had more to throw at me. Oh, we, we got this plumbing project over here you need to do. And so then he threw that at me and he threw that at Dan because Dan got to come in and take over for me. So, and, and then we had another one where there was a door. And so somebody else got to, I think it was Dina had to cover for me for a little while too. Anyway, there was a lot of flexibility this week for me. And, uh, and then Jenny told me this morning that I was going to speak. Um, my name is Mariah Safford. My mom is Lisa. She was on site three. My sister was on site two, and I was on site one because I'm the best of the Saffords. Um, <laughs> I'm number one. Um, so we were the ones that had the two sites, two of my five 
crew members were that um, just already spoke. Um, so we had all the covering all the drywall. Um, we painted two offices, a family visiting room, and then Alan stained a door that I believe Mission Camp put in. Um, so we had our work cut out for us because, like he said, there was a lot that was thrown at us, and I didn't think we were going to get any of it done. But they call it Miracle Friday for a reason. Um, and Miracle Wednesday. I don't know how we finished that family room at all, especially because it was a half day. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how God shows up in the messes in our lives. So um, two years ago, I this is my first work camp with Christchurch. This is my ninth consecutive work camp. Um, and I was a crew leader because I work for Rockford Work Camps that, you know, if you've seen the random crews here from out of state that do work camps here in Rockford, I basically do what the supply runners do. And so I wanted to be a crew leader to see that, to be able to have that experience. Um, so this is my ninth work camp. And um, two years ago was, my, was the last time I went on a work camp and I went to West Virginia. And there was a lot of, a lot of rough times in my life and there was a lot of really bad things that happened after that. Um, so coming on this work camp, I had a lot of anxiety and I was like, I don't feel like I'm ready. I have to be a crew leader. I have to step up and I have to do all this. I am not ready for this. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm like losing my train of thought. Um, so yeah, I just I wasn't really feeling completely confident in this. And um, but <laughs> so Thursday morning, we had a little bit of a late start because. <laughs> <laughs> we, I wasn't there for the conversation that apparently not everything in the car was packed correctly in the trunk. So I opened the trunk to look for something and primer fell straight on its head and splattered all over my legs and all over the parking lot. And it took us 20 minutes to clean it up. And I was very upset and I was like, oh God, this is all my fault. And like, I had to step away and Alan had to come over and comfort me because I was like, I can't do this. Um, but then during lunch, you're gonna see a picture of something a little bit strange. I found in the paint splatters, a tiny little Jesus fish on my ankle. And I was like, Oh, all right, guys, I have a Jesus fish on my leg. Um, and it reminded me um, that, you know, God is there in these messes, and he's there, and he has a purpose for those messes. And you may not realize it until later on down the line that there's a purpose to everything that God puts in your life, whether it be the biggest roadblock that you can think of, going way off the road that you had planned, but God eventually leads you back onto that road that you were supposed to be on in the first place. And um, Peyton is going to come up and share something about um, the the Take Me Home Country Road song. And because I was in West Virginia two years ago, that song was like the theme song then, of course. But that was also kind of the theme song for us this week. And so it was kind of like restarting my life. Like that was the theme song two years ago, it was the theme song this year, but everything is a lot better in my life and God has guided me through the messes in my life and he'll guide us through all of our messes. So thank you. Okay, hi, I'm Peyton Hawes, and I was on Crew 3, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, as Mariah said, I'm going to talk about Country Roads, which I have been annoying everyone with 
all camp. <laughs> at least I thought that at first, but then everyone was singing along with me by the end of the week. Well, I was singing it to and from work site every day. We had it playing on our car radio, and my crew had thought maybe I should sing it at our talent show that we do every year, and I thought, hmm, that sounds fun. So I went ahead and I said, I'll do it. I didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I knew some of them, but I didn't know the whole song. So I wasn't going to take it very seriously. It was supposed to be a joke, but I was singing the chorus all week. But when it got to the time, it was a talent show. Um, it was the chapel right before. We had a kind of harder chapel that night, and I had to look up because I had tears running down my face thinking about my grandma that passed recently. And it was kind of a hard chapel, but I kind of didn't know what to do, so I just looked up and tried to stay strong for her. And then after chapel, I went back to my room, and I found my little brother, Dylan, crying in there for the same exact reason. And I comforted him, so did JJ. And Taylor did too. We all just kind of like got together, and I decided I was going to sing it for real. And I looked up the lyrics so I could have them with me. And so I was going to actually sing it. And the reason I was going to sing it this time for real was because my mom told me a couple weeks ago about how John Denver, who wrote Country Roads, was one of her favorite artists. So I was kind of doing it for her, and then I thought Dylan would love it. And so when I got up there, I sang. I didn't know if I'd be loud enough for her to hear, but the rest of crew, the rest of the camp, we were all singing it. There's no way she couldn't hear me. So this whole week, I just kept thinking, I don't know what my guiding light would be. I mean, God's there, but I don't know if there's something specific for me. But by that time, I knew it was my grandma. And that's what I'd been thinking for the rest of the week. So. Country roads take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Mountain mama, take me home, country roads. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Miriam Safford, and I was on crew two with Jesse Lance. And um, it was a great week, great crew. I loved every part of it, um, except for we had the tiniest space we had to work in. We had to um, fix a hole in a ceiling and drywall a very small laundry room, and then fix a tub and do flooring in a small bathroom. So for five days, we had to cram ourselves in there. And I think on Tuesday and Thursday is when I really started to feel claustrophobic. We had, on Tuesday, we had to have Alan come in and fix a plumbing issue with the tub, and Andrew was there helping us with drywalling, and we were all crammed in there. And then on Thursday, Dylan and I took on the fixing the tub. We had to finish um, cement boarding, and then we had to mud and tape it. And so, like, Dylan and I were just kind of crammed in that tub, and it made me start to think about how, like, those, types, those tight spaces don't just make you like physically get closer to someone, but they make you like become 
like you, they make you form a relationship with someone because you're not just gonna like awkwardly work in silence when you're like kind of on top of someone else. Um, like you start to talk and like we talked about this idea of like the work camp magic where like all, everyone's filters and all their like walls just kind of like disappear and people surprise you in different ways. I know I surprised Riley in a couple of ways and um, Riley surprised all of us in different ways. Um, and I think that for me, that was where God was guiding me this week. Um, for me, work camp usually becomes a time to do like hard work to serve someone and like make someone's house warmer, safer, drier. And while I definitely do think that that was what we accomplished this week, I think God was guiding me to some like guiding me somewhere else. Um, I think that. I was able to see that I can serve God through the relationships that I form with other people and that through sharing our stories, you can learn how God works in different ways and you can, you can worship God through talking and making new friends. And I'm very, very thankful for all the experiences that I had this past week. Not all of them were fun. I got frustrated and I got sad, little weepy, my alter ego that cries a lot really came out this week. And I wanna thank you all so much for all your support as a community and all your donations that make this trip possible. And I wanna thank everyone who went on this trip to make it as wonderful as it was. Good morning. I'm Hannah Flynn, and I was on crew four. I was with Eladio and Denzel and two sophomore boys, or sophomores, right? JJ and JoJo, it was pretty fun. Um, so, Monday night, Miriam preached about Pentecost and uh, how the Holy Spirit was given to the church, and she said something along the lines of, I know that the Holy Spirit has something in store for each and every one of you this week. And I was like, oh, what a nice thing to say, but I know how work camp works. I know I'm gonna get a little weepy on Wednesday, but other than that, I think I got this. I was wrong, I was very wrong. So, um, we had a lot to do on our site, it was a very big project, and um, normally with residents, they kind of stay out of your way, they make sure the air conditioning's on, they give you water, they might chat it up every few minutes or so, but uh, that was not the case this year. Our resident had a daughter and she really wanted to get involved. And uh, she had some attitude that was a little, hard to handle sometimes. So, and not only that, but another uh, surprise that I got from God that week was, um, it was like a really big project and there was a lot to do. In fact, we stayed late Friday night until like eight or 8.30. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it's such a small space that the more people you have up there, the less you get done. So my job was to stay outside, cut the drywall, and wait patiently until it's ready to be put in. So that was a little frustrating sometimes. And, um, you know, so the Holy Spirit always has, like, things in store for you that you weren't expecting. So on Wednesday night, um, Pastor Lisa preached about the story of Saul. And Saul was this Pharisee who was, like, super educated, thought he knew everything about the church and what was going to happen in his life, and he's like, I got this. Um, and then when he actually met Jesus, he physically became blind because he was so, like, shooketh, you know? So, <laughs> I'm really tired. Okay. Um, 
So like, and he wasn't able to be healed of his blindness until he got down on his knees and surrendered to God's will. And that's what all of us have to do because, you know, God's ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he doesn't need people that know exactly what's going on. He doesn't need people that, he, I thought that, I, that my job was to work as hard as I can, as fast as I can, until I fall over and sleep. But my job was to be patient and to muster up the, uh, the mental capacity to deal with an 11-year-old. And uh, that's something that I wasn't expecting. And I also had to come to terms with a part of my past that I thought I made peace with, but turns out I was uh, less, less comfortable talking about it than I thought I was. And um, God just really surprises us in ways like that. And we're all very grateful for the opportunities to go out into the community and be God's hands and feet. Uh, so thank you guys for all of your support and for that opportunity. Thank you. So Jackson, Michigan was my very first work camp as your youth director, and it is my last work camp as your youth director. And I, um, I can see the growth and just the change. I mean, that first work camp, I had no idea what I was doing at all. Um, and I was like, oh, I got to preach now? What's going on? Ah. But over the years, um, I've developed these crazy awesome relationships with the kids and with all of the leaders and with all of you. And without your gifts and your prayers and your time, we really couldn't do this. I know we say this all the time, but it's true. We really could not do this mission without all of you, so thank you very much. Uh, Pastor Dan was able to come with us on the trip, and we just put him everywhere. He had to do a little bit of everything, and he was very up to the task, and I'm very grateful that he was able to come with so he could see the way that we uh, do work camp. And this mission, um, this, this trip has gone on long before me. I've had the pleasure of leading it for five years, and will go on long after me, um, but I'm just very excited to see how Dan works with this, with this ministry and with the kids and everything that the future holds for this awesome church. So I just want to thank all of you for everything over the years. And now